This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I am joined, as always, with Jim Sebastio. Hey, Jim. Hi, Brian. We're going to jump right in just in a moment. Before we do that, I want to remind you to go to practicalshepherding.com. You can access all the podcast episodes that we've done. How many we've done now, Jim? I think 185 or something like that. It's getting up there. So appreciate the loyal listeners and the feedback we get and encouraging words we get from so many of you. So thank you for that. You can go to practicalshepherding.com and access all of our resources from books to podcasts to you should come stay at the shepherd's house with Mm. us. We are now in full, uh, full mode of running the shepherd's house this fall. We are in pace to have somewhere between 170, 180 guests at the shepherd's house in 2022. This first year, really exciting. We'd love for you to come stay with us, be a part of that number. So go to the, the website and you can uh, apply to come stay with us. You can also leave a financial gift at the donate page. So feel free to go there and do that, especially if our ministry has been helpful to you in any way. And we want to jump right into to topic. This topic comes from a listener that we get feedback on social media. Jim, it's one of the nice things about uh, social media is we're able to interact with people who listen to the podcast. And a lot of times now we're asking for recommendations, and we've got some really good ones in recently. And we want to address something that someone asked us to talk about and that we realized we really haven't talked about it a whole lot. We've mm. talked about rest, and we've kind of talked about vacation in the midst of rest and maybe sabbatical And we've done sabbaticals, a fair thing, a fair amount on that. But, but one of the things we realized we had not done, that's an important conversation, is kind of vacation uh, plans and even policies for pastors how do you negotiate that? How do you think mm. through that as part of the rhythm of a given year? And that's what we want to be able to talk about today. So, Jim, let's first think about, I mean, setting it up biblically, what's something we want to be thinking about in regard to pastors creating and even asking for a rhythm of rest and vacation for them? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you just had to exegete it, you might have a hard time other than by way of analogy. I mean, I think that obviously in the, in the Scriptures— very clear in the Old Testament, especially uh, that a, a pattern of rest and a pattern of of sabbathing. And but the, there was the weekly Sabbath, and but then you also had things like you know, even a recognition of, and this is by way of analogy, of the land needing rest, and you know the seven years, and in some of these kinds of matters of the of the fact that created things need need rest. And then you also have, I think very uh, specifically in scripture, you have the whole matter of uh, our limitations, our weakness, and mindfulness that we are but dust, Psalm 103 and uh, other passages. But I think you're going to get into with this uh, responsibilities of a father uh, in nurturing his children, being involved in the lives of his children, bringing them up, uh, and then also a, uh, a husband, and, and I'm giving the assumption here that uh, we're talking about a man, maybe a married man with a family, I think even a single man or a, a newlywed or somebody that's not able to have children, you know, that they will need this as well. But I think that there are family dynamics that go in, but then you also have to deal with the relentless pressure that belongs to ministry. Mm-hmm. And it is something that makes, and we, we did a podcast not that long ago, what makes ministry so uniquely hard. Mm-hmm. But I think among the things that makes ministry, and maybe there are some other jobs that are like this, I'm not aware of many jobs like this, is that you carry it with you all the time. right? And it, you you don't have office hours. 
I was talking to somebody the other day about a job, and they were talking about how, you know, why they were finding it very wearying. You know, went walked through them with the reality, but you know, at the end of the day, you 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 know, you punch your clock and you walk out, and and you really don't have to think about it. Yeah, nobody's going to call you until the nobody's next morning. Gonna, right until right. the next morning, yep. and then on the weekend, you got the whole weekend off. So from Friday afternoon till Monday morning, if you want to, you can put it all out of your mind. Pastors have a very difficult time doing that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of the things that can even make a, a vac- it makes a vacation necessary. It also sometimes makes a vacation difficult, particularly yeah. in relation to how long they spend. And we're going to go there in a minute. I, I think there's one, uh, there's another uh, just biblical idea that I think connects with this. And that's, we have in Acts 20 where Paul exhorts the Ephesian elders to, to pay careful attention to yourself and the flock. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this idea of, of vacation points to the need for rest and reflection uh, uh, and and that points to that idea of what watch, watch your life and your doctrine that yeah. we're we're to watch our life we're to t- we're examine our life we're to to also be mindful of it and what we need to care for ourselves yeah. I think that's a part of that that all wrapped up in in this idea of pay careful attention to yourself and also to the flock so uh, and and one more thing I want to to highlight as we st- uh, jump into this conversation vacation and rest are not the same thing. Right. Now, I just re- recently went to Disney with my older children and we walked 20 th- we logged 20,000 steps a day at the park. That that was protesting. Jim right? was not restful <laughs> at all. <laughs> to that was fun. We had a great time, but, no. but like that wasn't restful right. in in that sense. But but here's where I'm getting at. I watch pastors take vacation all the time and they don't rest. And what I mean by that is you can take time off from church, but that doesn't mean you are resting from your labors. As a matter of fact, I watch a lot of pastors who kind of are tormented by vacation because they don't know how to let go of what's going on at church. And so they really don't utilize their vacation as a time to unplug, rest, release the burden. So that's part of what we want to talk about mm. today as well when we talk about vacation. But we also want to stay true to we're also going to talk about the logistic of as a pastor, yeah. how do you think through how much, how many weeks of vacation should I take? How do I ask the church for time off? How do I establish that? That's kind of the, what seemed to be the spirit of the question that we were being asked. Yes, I think so. So let's go there. So let's first talk about, let's just talk personally. So when you know, you've been at your church over 30 years, what is the vacation policy that you have and that has been built as it changed over the last 30 plus years? I'm really embarrassed to say this, Brian, but I don't. <laughs> We're rem- all friends I, here, Jim. I, Come on. I don't actually remember. Uh, we had a meeting, and and so again, depending on how you work this out in your church, this was actually more in and among the elders uh, having this discussion, and we had the discussion when we brought in our newest full-time elder. So two of us are full-time. And because all this was new to him and he'd come out of the business world, he had been a civil engineer uh, and had gone to seminary and, and all of this, it was, I felt it was really necessary for him, just knowing him, that we need to, we need to lay out a policy for how much time you have off a year. Uh, and now he was starting, you know, fresh and he was a newlywed and I'm going to, I'm trying to remember how, whether it was, it was somewhere in the two to three weeks for your first few years, okay. and then with the recognition that Thanksgiving week and Christmas week and some of those more normal 
times off and even embracing some of the you know days off that people get that are holiday type things and that you can you feel the freedom to take those things off as well now this guy particularly is very conscientious and and because both of us generally only take one day off a week I do remind him every once in a while, say, well, you know, most guys get two days off a week. And, and if every once in a while, because things are hectic and crazy, just don't beat yourself up and don't feel guilty that you took, you only worked five days this week. And then, I mean, for others that, you know, that, you know, they have a day, their day off, uh, they have a Saturday where they can get stuff done around the house. And then Sunday, you know, anyway, I, I don't want to get into all that. But, you know, so we try to set that and then we discussed mine. And Brian, I want to say it was something like six weeks. Okay. Now, I've never done that, and I probably never will do that. So <laughs> I was going to say, no, you, it's you just kind of all irrelevant you to me. I, I, you know, my vacation times in the past were <laughs> we again. We, I, I, it was never talked about. It was. I don't have a contract. I've never had a contract. I've never had all this stuff. So we're just kind of really low rent. Uh, we kind of just fly by the seat of our pants and do stuff as it comes up sometimes. So I'm not the best guy to talk to some of these things about. It's not like all really thought thought through and like, oh, now that you've been here 20 years, when you've been here 20 years, you get this much. But again, I've been there for 32 years. I tend to break my stuff off into just a day or two here and there yeah. uh, for the most part. And, and like this year... I had several times when it was a couple of days. So my son was in a baseball tournament, uh, regionals uh, for uh, for college. I went out and I spent three days out there. My wife and I just spent two nights away going to a college reunion. Uh, and then in March, we had three nights in the Smoky Mountains. And then I had two days where I went to see my daughter. But I think that's it. I think that's all I've done this year. So does anybody keep up with that? Or do you, no. I, it's just I, kind I, of assumed... You're in that the you're, ballpark. That you should and, keep it up, right? <laughs> so usually, they're usually like you need to actually use more of your vacation days. Yeah, probably, right? and because and part of this is because I did the sabbatical last yeah, year. Right, right. I, I, I kind of like I didn't want to particularly this year. I didn't want to be gone much. Okay. And now I am going to be. I'm teaching a class in Cuba coming up in uh, October. October yeah. I'll be gone for a week, and I and there now. For some people, I could show you pictures of it, the place where I'm in, uh, Valorado Beach or something. I can't remember how to say it. Uh, but you, if you Google that, I mean, it looks amazing. They're like, you're, but, not, you're not working. But <laughs> for me, uh, that's just, I'm going to be there by myself. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and honestly, I'm not a beach guy. I'm not a I'm not an island beach guy. I'm more a mountain hiking guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I mean, I know it would look like it, but I'm going to be fairly busy teaching and preaching uh, while I'm out there. So the reason this is a, is a helpful and important part of the conversation is because you have established that if you stay at your <laughs> church for 30, 30 plus years, you could do whatever the heck you want, pretty much, it's, it, which is pretty much true. If you stay, I, I could just talk to anybody who's been at a church over 30 years. There's a lot of latitude around vacation. Yeah. And a lot of it, though, really gets down to, like, for me, it's Sundays. I mean, for them, a lot of it is how much preaching or, or, or yeah. you know, so... I have had a policy through the years that I wouldn't be gone more than six Sundays a year. Yeah. So let's let's shift to what is probably more of a normal uh, evaluation no, no, of this, and that right. is, and and you touched on it. So when I went, so everywhere I've ever been, there was a written policy of both vacation time and sick time. So let 
let's talk about that. I assume there's nothing written for you, Jim, in, in sick time. I think we wrote it on a magic marker board <laughs> once and somebody erased <laughs> on a, it. On a whiteboard, somebody erased it. <laughs> I have no doubt no, that that's I should the case. probably do yeah. that. I, I am please, please do not view me as any kind of a So we a model. actually brought Jim on this conversation to, for him to model for, for what you shouldn't do so we can not talk about what you shouldn't yes, do. Yes, thank you. No, Brian. So I yes. was, every place I've been, including even when I went to Auburn down up, they were not organized well at all i mean they're dying church they didn't know how to do a lot of these things but one of the things they did have me sign a contract when i came and part of that agreement was they gave me a certain amount of vacation time a certain amount of sick time and then they also figured into that like a couple of weeks for like conferences yeah so uh, i would say what i have learned is that's generally a good idea and uh, what most churches try to do so there's a written agreement about what, how much you should and shouldn't take. Now, as far as vacation policy, what you can do it one of two ways. You can split that up and have vacation time and sick time, and two separate things. What they did for me is they gave me four weeks when I came in, which is mm. a lot, but they combined vacation and sick time with that. Okay. Now, I'm somebody who I'm not sick very often, and if I'm sick, I'm usually probably still working. So <clears> I, <throat> I was able to use that for vacation time if I chose to, and it, it can be used however you want. There's some benefits with that because a lot of times if you're not taking a lot of sick days, then you get some more vacation days. However, if you go into the hospital for a month because of some kind of medical thing, is there time built in to what happens to you? Now, hopefully a church will be gracious and would accommodate those things. Yeah, don't you just always expect never that, know. Sadly. So, yeah. So you almost need to figure out, do I want to combine this? Do I want to split them up? So as a policy... It is good to have that because what I dealt with in the early years uh, of the difficult years of ministry for me there, I was using my vacation time and I was getting grief for being gone. And then right. as, as people who know my story know, I was on vacation when people tried to fire me, right. which made me not want to go on vacation, so, right. which I did not for several years mm. after that. So uh, the policy is a good idea because you have an agreement up front that this is what the agreement is. So if you get grief or pushback, say, hey, look, this is what, what I was given. But organically, things just happen, and you have to recognize that. But the question about a policy is it's good to have it because it's good to have it for you so there's a mutual understanding. But then the moment you start bringing in other staff into the mix for church, to have the policy, if you have a church with more than one staff member and you don't have a policy, you're setting yourself up for there to be a lot of confusion and disagreement and, and expectations that aren't properly properly set around that. So uh, that's one of the things to think about with vacation policies and agreements. And should this be re-upped every year? Should it change, Jim, as you've, you know, you were there 30 plus years. Why do you get six weeks and your other guy gets, you know, two to three weeks? I mean, that is that is that because of how long you have been? At your, yeah. Do you think that's the right way to you do know, it? You know, honestly, you really, you're, you, we're taking some of this from the secular models, you know, yeah. and that is that the longer you're out of place, uh, maybe every five years, your 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 vacation policy changes, uh, and you get. Um, I'm, I'm I'm accusing myself in my uh, in my memory here. I did go two times out to Seattle this year, so I was trying to remember the things where yeah. I was away. So yeah. I had a few days out. I had some days out there with my wife and, and while preaching too. But there were some vacation days, so I want to make sure I, I get that in there as far as honesty uh, goes, or just trying to remember. But yeah, you know, I think some of it we are taking as a um, your you know how how is this done in, you know in I mean again vacation policies like this 
Uh, I don't know how much things like this were done in the past. I don't know uh, how much of this is a modern thing. And we're we're pastors in the 1700s talking about vacations. You know, they, yeah. I'm sure they went, they had days off every every now and then. But probably most of it was due to sickness and things like that. Or they they had a relief when they went and preached somewhere else, and somebody came and preached in their pulpit. Well, I do believe it is one of the things that that we can take from a business model. And it'd be helpful to give tangible expectations for the pastor because everybody in his church is working in the secular world and has these some kind of agreement. There's some kind of policy. And so it is a way to help the congregation understand why the pastor gets vacation time as well. Where this gets right. tricky is when you start getting into sabbatical stuff, which most people don't have in right. the regular secular job. But even with the vacation in the church sometimes, it, it can be difficult for a congregation by themselves to know and understand what a pastor experiences in the pastorate. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a reason why a lot of a lot of people make jokes about well, you only work one day, one a day week, a week or two days, yep. two days a week, or something like that, because it, it's all it, a lot of it is hidden, mm-hmm. and the peculiar pressures are hidden. And as I, you know, again, I contrasted, you know, with with the somebody who's able to at least punch a clock and that's it. I'm done with this till tomorrow. We never do that. We're never done, and, right. and there are things that we never get to turn off. I mean. We did a podcast a few months ago on developing an off switch, and you know maybe again you can have some way to try to learn to how do I put this in a box for right now and not pick it up till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Many of us just aren't constituted that way, right. and so we accumulate burdens um, and cares and concerns, and then I think you need to work out. You know, for some is is the pressure around preaching. So that's what some people think. Well, he needs a break from preaching, but many guys that. You can preach fifty-two Sundays a year, and and but that because that's not the hardship of it. Particularly if you went somewhere else and preached on, on some of those occasions. Yeah, uh, the hardship is pastoring, and uh, and we'll get into this in a minute. But it may determine because that is your burden. Uh, you you may need to think through. Uh, do I do planned vacations, or do I might need to work into that at least some unplanned. Uh, and what, what I mean by unplanned is that you, at the beginning of the year, you might say, hey, we're going to be gone the weekend of, you know, we're going to take the kids to see grandma and grandpa, or we're going to go here, we're going to go fishing trip or camping or whatever. But sometimes maybe, you know, that's planned for June, but come March, you're feeling so fatigued that yeah. you need maybe two days, yeah, <clears throat> two or three days, you know, to, to, and is that vacation time? How do you work that out? Is that sick time? You know, some of those kinds of things get to be very tricky. Well, the, this is important. We've established, okay, policy in general is a good thing. But part of this conversation needs to be how much of it do you take at once? Mm-hmm. Or do you break it up like you're mm-hmm. talking about? So that that is really uniquely different for everybody. And I want to encourage every pastor to really know yourself and your family and know what do you need. I had a conversation with a pastor not long ago who was saying to me, okay, so I get this much vacation. I'm trying to use it well. But I find that, like, I take a week off. I'm just kind of unwinding by the right. time my vacation's over. So we talked, and he ended up taking uh, all of his vacation time at once in the summer. And he just got back with me and said, man, that was so helpful to take. Like, he just knew that's what he needed. There are other guys I know that need that shorter break, you know, three or four times a year. Right. And they break it up in quarters, and that's what guys. So when it's everybody's different. The policy generally is going to be you know two to four weeks of vacation uh, a year for a pastor until you've stayed a certain amount right. of time. But how you use that vacation is really important. I want to get into this in a minute. So 
you can have a vacation policy and have approved vacation. A lot of pastors don't don't use it. A lot of pastors don't use it all. So I want to take a minute and make an argument on why pastors need to use their vacation, uh, regardless on how much you're giving. You're giving two weeks, take two weeks. If you're giving four, now, now we've talked about this, and I was in the same position. I got a lot of vacation given simply because of how long I had been at the church. And it was actually written in the policy that I got four weeks of vacation. And this is in the contract I signed where no pastor had stayed longer than four years in the last 40 years. Right. So they had this policy of two to like four weeks of vacation sick time. But once I hit 10 years, well, I got to add two weeks of vacation time. Okay. And you look at it and go, wow, that'd be, that'd be great. Like nobody had reached it in four decades. Right, so it's, right. I think this is a safe achievement that's never going to be reached. Well, I hit 10 years and somebody brought up to me, you know, you get to add two weeks of it. Oh, I guess that's true. I hadn't forgotten about that. Then sabbatical had come into the conversation. So, you know, at that point, once you stay a long time, uh, you you actually have to figure out how to make this work. And it's probably not a good idea to be gone three months of the year, even right. if even if, if it all builds up in that way. So you have to use discernment around this. But I want to argue that that pastors should take all the vacation time. I had a friend of mine confront me about it years ago, and they said three things. Let me give you these real quick. Every pastor should take every day of their vacation one because it's for you. You need a break, whether you know it or not. Hmm. It, it, the goal is not to get to a burnt out, exhausted point and then take, take right, the break. And then take it, so right. even if you don't think you needed it, you should still take regular breaks. Number two, it's for your family. Your vacation days are the only days you don't. Your family doesn't have to share you at the church. To your right. point, you don't ever clock out except when you're on vacation. You right. get to clock out. And the third is for the church. A lot of pastors don't take vacation times because they're thinking, well, what if, if there's nobody to take my place or what if the service goes terrible or whatever it is? They don't go because they don't have anybody to replace them. In. And I would say, well, leave and see if somebody steps up. Now, the service may not go well, but then you come back and, and people are... People are grateful you're back, but then you you also realize okay you got a hole there. You've got to raise up leaders to try to figure out how you can be gone because if something happens to you, but just to be clear, Brian, you're not saying like hey I'm taking vacation next week and they say who's preaching and you say hey figure it out. You no, know we're not saying that, not at all. But right. I'm saying that a lot of times pastors won't leave. I hear this all the time. Well, I couldn't take all my vacation because because I didn't have anybody to do this or I didn't have anybody right. to do that. Right. And I'm saying do your best to fill that spot for yeah. them, but then leave. And entrust that maybe others will will step up yeah, in the midst that's, of that. That's a really interesting question sometimes because I think for some guys, again, as they try to work through and say, okay, well, I, I, I will do this. I'll get away for five days. It'll give me time. It'll give my family time. But I want to be back on Sundays. So a lot of guys have a very hard time giving up the pulpit. And it can be for a variety of reasons. Yes. Uh, and because again, they think, well, nobody else can really do it like I can, and I and and I need that. But sometimes again, there can be a little psychological issue in us that kind of feels like, you know, we're not expendable, and we have to be there, and, yeah. and we have to make sure everything goes goes a certain way. And, and I think if that's our mindset, we maybe more than anybody else needs to say, you know what, you know, you need to make sure that, however many times. Uh, a year you're out of the pulpit now i'm I'm gonna say this about myself i have it's very rare that i'm out of the pulpit at my church and i'm not preaching mm -hmm. uh, and again i it's usually once a year twice a year that i'm not preaching mm -hmm. um and so even when i go on vacation i i i have had times where i've you know i've left on a monday and come back on a saturday and wound up 
you know, preaching something. So mm-hmm. uh, here, or again, I'm I'm off somewhere, and I'll utilize some of that. Like you know, Seattle, I I am able to take some days there. Uh, well, a week, you know, days in between, but I'm also preaching three times on a Lord's Day. And, uh, when I'm there, so. and, and just to specify the differences, so because all of you are going to be coming from different places, I mean, you functioned that way for like almost four decades. You know, my situation is a bit different in that I, I, my wife pushed me to. You're not off if you're coming back to preach, right? So, uh, and and I fought that for a little bit, and then I realized she was right, and she's also speaking us. She knows me. And she realizes, uh, yeah, I'm distracted. I'm trying to think about what what's coming. And I actually rested better when I knew I wasn't coming back right. to preach. But and that was me. So I, I want to put both of those up there because everybody listening, is, you're your own, you're going to be a different person than the than the next pastor. You need to figure out for yourself when you're on vacation. You know, is it helpful for you to to totally step away and be gone through Sunday? And I would say a lot of guys that is helpful for them to rest. And you have to use, if you use all your vacation time, it'll force you to be gone. And it, I'm just convinced it helps the church. It helps the church figure out what it's like for you to not be there two, three, four Sundays a year. I think that's healthy for a church to figure out what we need to do. Because anything can happen to the pastor, and a church has to be able to function, at least in a short term, without you. Brian, would you recommend, and this may sound very ideal, idealistic, and and I have a reason for saying it because I've, I have I, this has happened to me. Uh, would you recommend um, on your vacation having no email and no cell phone service? Because yeah, yeah. I people think can, people can reach you. I yes, I do. I think I think the be- generally speaking, uh, the. The best vacations for a pastor, if we're truly clocking out, if we're truly unplugging and re- trying to release the burdens that we carry 24-7 all the time while we are uh, you know, at the church doing our work, is to be able to totally unplug, which means not only somebody covering Sunday, but somebody covering for you when you're gone for the week. In my experience, and working all, myself and working with all these pastors we work with in the ministry, most pastors need to force themselves to unplug to that level mm. to be able to get away. Now, you know, you you just recently got back from sabbatical. I mean, just so, you know, that's to do that for a longer period of time is a bigger challenge, but I do think that is still something that you can that you can aim to do. But vacation is the time you clock out. It's the time your family doesn't have to share you. So, I would encourage you to to do whatever you can to make sure your family gets you completely mm. present. And that your church uh, has is forced to have to figure out how to how to function without you, and I think that's a healthy thing. So when you come back, uh, there's there's other people who have stepped up, or you know can step up and and serve in that way. Brian, would you recommend if you are gone on a Sunday, or, or, or no, sorry, if you are vac- vacationing, it's your time off, and it and it's over a Sunday. But you have done it. Let's say what they call a staycation. Maybe you haven't been able to afford it, and you're you're just staying home. Which you're, I've you're done. Taking, which I've you're done taking, before. Taking yeah. care of things. Would you go to your church on that Sunday? or Would you visit somewhere else that Sunday? Oh no! If I'm on vacation, I do not go to my church. Okay. Do not go to my church, and the reason is is because just because I'm technically on vacation, and I might technically not have responsibilities at church for that Sunday, I show up. I am always the pastor. Right. And I. I yeah. I, nobody I, I, and people don't. The people just don't honor that. 
and they're not even thinking about it. Like if I sure. show up, it's I mean, past you know, I mean, pastoring is just is an organic relational you know experience with the congregation. So I've all matter of fact, when I took my sabbatical, I didn't do what you did, which I would like to do it at some point. I think it's a great way to to actually leave town, like you did yeah. a lot of the time. I think that's the best way to get a break. We stayed in town for my nine weeks of my sabbatical that I took. And we went to a different church to, to just see different churches. We'd never done that for nine different Sundays. Right. We were home the whole time. We didn't we didn't leave town. And we were able to do that because we were able to, to shut things down. But I could see that being a challenge to be able to do. I, I think it's a great idea to, to leave town. If again, if you can afford it and you have the means to be able to, you know, to be able to do that. But um yeah, I think you, you have to sh- you have to shut it down as much if you are tempted to not shut it down, I think you have to ask yourself why. You know, why why can't you shut it down for a week or two and let your church step up, let you get a break. On that note, last thing I want us to cover though is as we we talked about before, you can take a vacation, but it doesn't mean you're resting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're actually unplugged. Any advice you give, Jim, you would give to somebody, you got a week of vacation. It's all you get for this week. You get a week of vacation. How do you recommend a pastor use that best to get a break? Yeah, my major thing is, I think, two things. One, one you have to be able to let go, and that is as best you can, however long it takes. And this is, can be a hard thing. You have to be able to let whatever the burdens are go. And, and, and we're exhorted, cast your cares on the Lord, knowing that he cares for you. Have someone that you can share them with, or at least you know, have somebody that says, "Listen, I'm going to carry all this." You know, fellow elder, this is the blessing of a plurality. Certainly, yeah. We're going to take care of this while you're gone. Don't worry about it. But you have to figure out what is life giving for you. Yeah. So you you know, so that it, for some guys, that's going to mean I'm going to run three marathons. You know, I mean, you you mentioned you mean, you, know, you know being at a place where you're you know walking all day long. Well, it's it is restful and it, it's it's. It's tiring or exhausting. Yes, but it's a change. It's, it was fun. It's different, right? It's it was different. It's, different, way, it's sure. different from what your your normal thing. Yeah, so you're right. out. You're out of your routine. Right. So for some guys, that that means reading a book. For us, some guys, that means I'm going to sleep a lot, or I'm going to make sure I have a nap every day. I had a pastor friend, a well well known pastor friend, and and he had um, a lot of his vacation was. That, that extra rest so you know, he made sure that wherever he was he had a place where he could have an hour an hour and a half nap every day you know that kind of thing yeah for some guys it's reading books for other guys it's getting it was, out in the mountains it was a hike for you right yeah i mean for me hiking every day yeah uh i could share some pictures of guys wanted to see them of some of the places where i hiked and there was one place uh, uh, there have been a couple of places in particular that i've gone and, and being out west has been very helpful to me. This relationship I've had with a church out there has been very, very helpful to me. Uh, where I would go, and you could, you could just feel tension being pulled out of you. It was just huh. like if huh. I had poison in me, it was like getting sucked out. It, it wow. was, and, and just to sit there and be there and to behold mm-hmm. those things was life-giving. Uh, really and now, good. for some guys that hey, they would rather be in the city somewhere, going to ball games, or uh, you know, eating great food. Or, you know, all that stuff goes into it. I mean, mm-hmm. eat, you know, the eating, uh, watching a movie at night with my wife, or something like that, more than we would normally do, something like that. 
but that you know charges you. Yeah. It may not charge another guy, but boy, it charges you. So that's what you need. To, you need to know yourself. You have to be able to let the burden down, and then you need to know yourself and do what you 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 think is really good for you. Even though it may, you know, and, well, I'm going to say, <laughs> hopefully, it's also good for your family. But yeah, no, that's really well said. I appreciate that, and I I echo those those sentiments. So we're talking about. Yeah, you should have vacation policies in place. That's good to do. There's expectations there. But even deeper, this conversation needs to go to this deeper level. And that's how do you utilize your vacation times, that time that you get from your church? And what you articulated is really good. What are the life-giving activities for you and your family? Do those things. Be intentional about what are help, what things are helpful to you. I mean, Jim, I really can relate to what you're talking about, like just being out in nature on a hike, on a bike ride, like bike. I mean, it's exercise. I'm not resting physically in that way. But man, is it restful to my soul and my mind sure. to, to be doing those things? So know what those things are and utilize your vacation time, whatever it is the church gives you that you set to use it for those kind of times. So Jim, we take a minute and pray uh, for pastors to, to have wisdom and discernment around yeah. these things. Our Father, we thank you that you do care about us, that you know our limitations and our frailty. We thank you that you care about our families and that you are, or you care for the uh, giving us strength and help, even in our weakness, to uh, so that we can accomplish your purposes, which you've called us. And, and pray, Father, for those who struggle in this area, perhaps some who's churches are um, don't want to give this time we don't think that they've earned it or they don't think they deserve it or resent taking that time away uh, help these uh, to be uh, free men to be your free men free in their conscience to do what they know is right for themselves and for their family we do pray that you would grant genuine rest for those who uh, need these regular times away these regular built-in uh, days where they are uh, not laboring uh, to the point of exhaustion. Uh, aid in these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.